<laughs> oh, you're laughing at me. Welcome to Do Not Listen to This Podcast. Um, why don't you, I have a great guest. We're going to talk about creativity. Why don't you introduce yourself? I'm Liz Riffle. Do I have to do more than that? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, let's <laughs> throw the audience a bone. I mean, I could talk about your your uh, your email that's on my screen right now, but I don't think that that would, I don't want to do that. So no, tell, only tell them a little bit about who you about that. Tell them a little bit about who you are, what you do, and then we'll get into it. Uh, well, I am a writer and a animal rescuer and um yeah that's that's really all you need to be that's all you need to be that's it those are the two things well uh, i want to thank everybody for supporting do not listen to this podcast speaking of animal rescue that is what we do with half of the donations uh we've we've now fed about it's it's over five thousand stray cats and dogs which is a blast um i tend to like stray cats and dogs more than i like people which is interesting uh, that's one of the things I've learned. Um, but, but visit, visit, do not listen to this podcast and thanks for your support now. So let's get into, uh, I would say this is somebody that you should follow. I, 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 I see you on LinkedIn, but you're on other platforms too, right? Not so much. Not so much. Just mostly LinkedIn. I mean, I'm on discord, but that's kind of a, that's your podcast. A private platform. Right. Um, right. And technically, I'm on Facebook, but I'm not really on Facebook. Like, I haven't used it in. Is anybody really on Facebook? Even (laughs) even Mark Zuckerberg doesn't use Facebook. So you have to kind (laughs) of start from there. Facebook has become just basically, you know, where you find out who died. It's, it's, It's obituaries. Uh, at, at my I age, I used it I'll, a lot be, for animal rescue. Well, good for you. I mean, that's that's a good way to use it. But I'm I'm 58, and uh, I, I I have no problem disconnecting from people in high school that I didn't like then either. Yeah. Um, and uh, but it is fun. Now you are in West Virginia. I am. Which I have worked in. I worked in Parkersburg, by God, West Virginia, as I like to call it. Yeah, and that's not that far away from me. No, so. and I went to Ohio University, so I know that part of the world quite well. And I just did a little uh, Google research on your city to find out that it was founded by a Scottish man who traded a horse for a gray horse for 1,300 acres. Wow. Did I you wish know that? I still do that. About, did you know that? Like, I've got dogs. What do I get for <laughs> exactly. dogs? Exactly. That's right. <laughs> So there's, I did not know there was that many Scottish settlers in West Virginia, but it makes sense. Oh, yeah, Scottish, Italian, Dutch, German. It's hard to explain West Virginia to um, people who haven't been there. (laughs) It really is. It's unlike... Explain it to the people that live here. (laughs) Yes, well, I was going to say that, too. But I didn't want to offend any of the eight people well, that have an internet. I didn't want to offend any of the eight people that have an internet connections. I would not want to do that. Uh, uh, well, I'm not from West Virginia. Where are you from? So I'm originally from Florida, which, you know, has its own. What part of Florida? Um, Pinellas County. Okay. So, yeah. So, so you, you went into the witness protection program and they gave you West Virginia. <laughs> That yeah, is exactly totally unfair. That's totally, that's really, that's not right. 
Yeah, um, they were like, well, we have this penthouse in New York. You'll yeah. get to be in New, uh, or we have West Virginia. And I was like, not West Virginia, not West Virginia. But they were like, oh, wait, someone just took the penthouse. Yeah, I know all of my witness location relocations have been much nicer. Yes. Uh, Hawaii, <laughs> Hawaii, Philadelphia. Saudi Arabia was a little tricky. Uh, you know, Thailand, all, all good. Pla- oh, damn it. Every time I mention this, I have to get relocated. Damn it. Um, <laughs> Well, how did you let's let, let's talk about how you got into writing, and then let's also talk about the animal rescue, okay. and let's talk about you know what you you know tips and on, to others out there that don't feel creative, you know that kind of stuff. So let's start with the writing. How did you get into writing? What was your first writing job? Talk a little bit about that. Oh, I'm supposed to have jobs. Well. Uh- or at work or gig or whatever you want to call it. So uh, I've always I've always been a writer as mm-hmm. you know as far back as I can remember knowing how to write. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been writing stories and things like that, but right. I always considered it a hobby. Okay. Um, and then a few years ago, I was in college because I didn't go to college right after high school. I waited a while. Smart. And then I went back to I went to college. And I was in business, which okay. is interesting. Yes. But I just didn't feel like it was really your thing where I wanted to be. And right. I was like, well, what other degrees are there? And I was like thinking about it. And I was like, oh, I'll do an English degree, mm. which, of course, you know, is super helpful. Yes. And <laughs> um, so then I'm in the English degree. And one of the classes was a creative writing class. Oh, nice. And, um, and all hell, all hell broke loose from there, right? Yeah, I just kind of started writing and realized that, yeah, I would like to do this, you know, as an actual kind of thing, like not just a right. hobby. And, um, and that's how it all started. Yeah. Um, that's actually quite interesting. What was the first? I'm, I'm thinking of my own first creative writing thing that got me out of something uh that got me a benefit what was what was your experience with like your first creative writing thing that um got you a benefit Mm, got me a benefit uh well i can remember one getting me in trouble okay that's a benefit though (laughs) so i think i think getting in trouble with creative writing is a good thing (laughs) <laughs> I think that's, that uh, means you, you hit a nerve. You hit a nerve. You woke up somebody's wound and are giving them the opportunity to heal it. So what was the trouble? So my uh, in high school, my um, my senior English class was an AP English class. Okay. And um, my teacher was she was a piece of work. And she was an idiot, right? She was an idiot. <laughs> Well, she was just very domineering, but she thought she was funny, so she would say, gotcha. you know, things that she thought was funny. Um, but then when it came to actually writing about the books or whatever, if there was any hint of uh, creativity, any hint of not just strict analysis, and I mean, now looking back at it, I'm getting that she was trying to make us prepared for college or you know, to really dig in and get that right. analysis. But she she just sapped all of, like, 
any creativity. She just bled all over the paper. Like, no, take this out. This she was is a, analysis, a, no creativity. She was a creative assassin. Oh, yeah. So I failed so many papers from gotcha. her before okay. it was like, you know, okay, fine. Suck my soul out, right. you know. But that's that's academic world. They're more focused on analysis than, sure. than creativity. But that didn't. But you didn't stop, and that's a good thing. Yeah. Mine was I can. I'll, since you share, so, you know, when somebody shares something vulnerable, it's important also for the other person to share something vulnerable. Mine was college related, right? We had to write an essay to see if we tested out of English or had to take English. And we had to write it on the book that affected or impacted our life the most. And I wrote the piece like it was going to be, you'll appreciate this where you live. I wrote the piece as though it was going to be the Bible. Okay. And, and if you had read it all the way through, you're pretty much sure I'm going to end it with the Bible as the one that influenced my life the most. But the book that I uh, said influenced my life, the book was Green Eggs and Ham. <laughs> Excellent. And it, and it really was. <laughs> it, really, it, was the, it was the one that I read many times as a child. And it was the, you know, the book that made me not be afraid to eat things that looked weird. Mm -hmm. um, you know, because, it, it, you know, it would talk about, you know, it, the green eggs and ham. I, oh, you could, you know, all that stuff. Um, and fortunately, I aced out. So I, you're right. It is in high school. It's really funny in high school. High school English is preparing you for college. Yet they totally forgot how college works. Yeah. You know, it's so, it's so funny. But now you do it professionally. So what's the difference between getting in trouble and writing professionally? And then also talk a little bit about, you know, how people can work with you and what you do and that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, professional, I, honestly, I don't do copywriting. I don't do... Um, it would have to be something really special to be a ghostwriter mm -hmm. for someone. Um, I only edit stuff for certain people. Like I really am only concerned with writing books for myself. Gotcha. Um, so there's not really anything anybody can do to work with me unless they want to be a publisher. Just throw money at me. Yeah. Like a yeah. publisher would be great. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it would be wonderful. <laughs> um, but I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> well, I was, trying, I, I was throwing you a bone because you said you didn't like the business angle. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Well, so, so, yeah, the difference, the difference between being like college. Yeah, and, college and doing it, you know, uh, professionally or, or as a, as a, you know, like, as you say, you're doing it, writing books for yourself um, to hopefully get published. Uh, then what's the difference? What's the shift? Uh, for me, yes. it's knowing... You would be the only person that can answer this. <laughs> I, well, I, I, I think it I'm would not, be different for other people. I'm not asking but... for your imaginary friend's answer <laughs> to this question. Aww. Yes, you. Um, I think that it's just a knowing. This is my style of writing. Right. This is what I want to write. I am not going to change it. Like, I, I'll change if, if you read it and there's, you know crazy sentence structure and you're just like I think it would be better if you wrote it like this maybe mm -hmm. so something like that but I'm not going to change the story I'm not going to make a character different because you feel like it's 
not representing someone or it's representing right. too many people or right. whatever. It's my story. I'm sticking to it. Well, that's actually very good. My grandmother uh, on my dad's side was the first female English teacher in Indiana. And she was a wild woman. And, uh, and she was really great because she taught me exactly what you're talking about. She said, look, Roger, I'm going to teach you all the rules so that you can break them. Exactly. You know? And so <laughs> she, was, you know, she was a little bit of a word terrorist. Um, <laughs> I think I like her already. Oh, she was, I mean, she, she was a great, she was, a, I mean, she was, men were afraid of her in, in, in the seventies. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure she was a vampire. So I'm pretty sure she was around in the 1870s as well. No, she <laughs> was around in the 80s. Probably would. Cause I, they, they had me later, but my, no, they, they, you know, they grew, they were depression parents of, of kids. My, my parents were depression babies. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget that, you know, I was the last grandchild. So I was the youngest. I was the baby grandchild of all the, all the brothers and sisters. And I, she would burn meat, right? She'd cook and she'd burn meat because when they grew up in the depression, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, why is the meat burnt? And my uncles thought for sure I was going to get killed, <laughs> right? Because they hadn't said anything. And she said, Roger, do you want me to cook yours differently? I'm no problem. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're in trouble now. Wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> all it exactly. Took to get- <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, what, what, look, what, you, I think you've hit on it and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think, and I, but I think most creatives understand this, that you and I as creatives, we really don't have a choice. We're, mm. we're, we're wired to be creative. Yeah. Yes. Um, whether we get paid so, for it or not, whether we get paid for it or not, is a different story. Yeah. So, so here's the thing for me is that, yes, I can only be who I am. Right. But I know that a lot of people are sometimes, well, I don't, I don't want to say a lot of people, but there's people out there that are kind of afraid to be who they are. Yes. And then there's other people who may be creative but don't see themselves as being creative yes because their creativity is not necessarily like you know anybody who's a writer anybody who's a musician a painter yeah you know you're like oh yeah you're creative but yeah. there's uh, to me everybody has something in them that could be creative i, I think i think you're right yeah like and, so yeah. i just think that for certain people, yes, definitely. Like they've just embraced it and they are who they are and they're okay with that. And yes. if you're not, then too bad. But right. there's still plenty others that are like, I'm not, I can't do that. That's I right. No, you're, you're, you're hitting on, I mean, I think it's, it's probably the biggest tip you can give somebody who has not kind of tapped into their own creativity yet, which is just, do as many weird things as possible and see what what <laughs> what connects with the audience. 
You're laughing. You're, you're laughing. Are you Weird laughing? Are you laughing at me or with me on that advice? I can't no, tell. No, I just just do as many weird things as possible. So yeah. that just pops up weird images in my brain. Well, I, yeah, everything makes me giggle. So, um, well, but I think it's important. I mean, you you have to do things. I mean, look, if I thank God when I was growing up in high school, we didn't have social media because uh, we'd all be in trouble, right? Because <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we would we would have been just as dumb as everybody else that just posts the stupid stuff on there, uh, <laughs> you know. So uh, just do weird things, and then eventually, you know, the audience will the audience will tell you what they want. Oh yeah, they want they want pineapple posts and um, you know, weird weird things. They yes. they like weird things. Yeah, they don't want about cats and. I think that's critical. If you can't do a good cat meme, what really are you creative? Come on. <laughs> How did you get into the animal animal rescue stuff? Let's talk about that a little. Oh, bit. I was born into that. You know, some okay. people get to be born with silver spoons, and I was born with cat fur. Cat fur. Um, yeah. <laughs> so my my parents were into rescue. My grandparents, all oh, wow. of my aunts and uncles. Um, so my whole life, I've just always been kind of in that that area of of life where you're why don't you share a couple stories animals. about why don't you share a couple stories about your favorite animal rescues uh well i helped my mother uh when i was a kid rescue a snapping turtle <laughs> that's great from a party, that was the fun. snapping turtle <laughs> wait wait was the snapping turtle on the run from the law <laughs> he was just he was stranded in the middle of the parking lot i don't even know how he got there he was huge he was like i don't know he was like the size of an extra large pizza in okay. diameter like he right. was big he's big and or like why why is he here in the middle because it was like a mall parking lot right somebody and somebody abandoned him or I don't know. I guess I would abandon it. Or was he looking? Or was he looking? Or was he looking for something to snap at? <laughs> so we, my mom at the time drove a jeep, and she always had like, um, you know, prepared stuff in the back. Like you she know, was ready tools, and yeah. yeah, my mother was a very prepared person. Um, so she had a tarp, and we had to kind of like slide the tarp under the turtle at you know without getting uh -huh. bit yeah <laughs> did you get bit did you get bit? No. bit no well yes i mean i lost my arm but then it grew back i'm yes. fine now exactly um it was my writing hand so sometimes my writing's a little shaky sure uh no a little, no, a little no, snappy no. it's a little snappy <laughs> no he didn't get bit and we took him to like the nearest you know Waterish type area that was and, not near a road. And got and and rescued. Now he's pissed at us because you know we moved him twenty miles from his home or something. But and the whole story can be found in her new book, The Turtle and the Tarp. <laughs> That's out on Amazon now. No, for it's seventeen not. million for seventeen million dollars. <laughs> What's another story? Now you've given me an idea. No. Yeah, exactly. Uh, a discounted. <laughs> a discounted from $17 million to $9.99. <laughs> um, oh, let's see. 
I, I, mean, I think rescuing the animals is really kind of, or helping them, yeah. Each animal kind of creates a story when you interact with them. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, you know? I mean, I find it when I, when I'm feeding, when I'm feeding the stray cats or the stray dogs, I find it always interesting because the dogs are like, they're the nerve, they're nervous. Like, they're afraid you're going to try to capture them, right? Yes. And you, I just say to them, like, look at yourself. I'm not taking you home. You, 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 you're, no, you're not coming home. I can't do that. Just look at yourself. You're, you're not presentable. I'm not taking you. Don't oh. worry. I'm kidding. That's oh. not, that's what I mean. But, you know. You, you can make me cry. You have, to, you have to, like, walk away from them for them to get the food. For them to come to the food, yeah. you have to be well, away. They from they're the distrustful. They they're on the streets. They're getting. They've had a tough getting, life. That's right. You know, mistreated had, and yeah. abused and yeah, and and their cable bill has not been paid. All kinds of tough things are happening in their life now. The cats, they just come right up, like you know, like yeah. Well, of course, somebody's <laughs> going to feed me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they are just so funny. Um, Would you say you're a cat person or a dog person? I, I'm both. I, I mean, I will say this. More cats come to me than, uh, than dogs, although dogs do come. I mean, but uh, cats will um, interact with me like a dog, and I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, They and, sense, I don't know, maybe a natural affinity for a hatred for human beings. It I, could be. It could be that we want to take <laughs> over. Yeah. Let's take over the world. Might be the emotional thing that they're connecting with, and the dogs might it could be afraid be, of yeah. that. The dogs might be it afraid really of that. Be. Dogs um, are like, "That's a little intense, man." Cats no, are like, "Yeah, my brother." Yeah, like <laughs> well, it's funny. The dog who kind of started the the influencer dog, as I like to call him, the influencer dog who kind of started this whole journey of feeding the stray cats and the dogs in general. He was the funniest because he was the, he literally, I had to be, I had to walk almost a half a block away before he would eat. And um, now when I walk by him, he wags his tail and runs up to me. And when I go to feed him, he won't, he won't eat unless I touch him. Right. So it's a, you know, it's, it's, it's come full circle. So that's very nice. So what a great thing that you're doing. Well, it's fun. I mean, look, it's, it, Look, you know, I think it started with the pandemic and I thought, you know, what can you do? What can you do that just doesn't, you know, that, you know, can help, right? Not mm-hmm. necessarily people because, you know, people have to also, we also kind of have to help ourselves. But what can you do that can help? And I noticed that there was an increase of stray cats and dogs because they've been abandoned, right? Mm-hmm. And it was as simple as just like having, you know, packets of food in my pocket you know, and just, and then feed them. And then when we were looking for something to integrate with the podcast, I thought, well, let's just do this on a bigger scale and it might be fun. So that's great. And you know, and it's fun. Um, What advice would you give these people who are afraid to show their creativity to break through that? Knock it off. Yeah, right. <laughs> just, right? Get your shit I mean, together. it's really Get your it's, shit together. Yeah, Stop. I mean, just um, knock yeah, it off. It's great advice. It depends on what, why they're afraid. If it's um, you know, performance anxiety or like you know, afraid of what the reaction to their creative efforts is, then 
I would say just focus on doing it for yourself first, you know, great. it's great. Advice. I mean, um, a lot of writers keep their right. Like I don't share a lot of my writing because you tend to become a perfectionist, which is not great. That's not really a great thing. Okay, I think you but, need, I, I just want to give you a little note there. I pretend I tend to become a perfect. I, not all of us become a perfectionist. No, not I, everybody. I abandon as much as my writing as possible. <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's my baby. Well, so this is the funny thing about art that people don't understand. Like, you know, you have to be very good at abandonment because every <laughs> every artistic project is abandoned, right? Every book is abandoned. Every film is abandoned. Every it's just about breaking up with your your girlfriend or your boyfriend at the time, depending upon your preference, <laughs> because. These things, as you know, they consume us. And then it's like, mm. like, okay, okay, okay. Yes, that's in me. That story's in me. I got to get it out. Okay, it's out. Now I need to move on to another story. Um, but and uh, I have ish I have trouble with that. Well, the, so. the, I think the procrastination thing. So procrastination is is, I mean, I'm sorry, perfectionism is. <laughs> no, yeah, I think you well, probably had it right the first time. <laughs> no, but perfectionism is a form of procrastination. So it I just, is, it I, is. All I did was give the nugget before the and uh, before the thing. So it is procrastination, right? Yeah, because you get you get wrapped up in. You need you. It's, so the the important thing about writing is just to write it, put it on the page, yeah, and then go back and read it. Yeah. I am not capable of doing that. Anyway, I have you, to edit it as I go. Oh, so, you're one of those. I, I get it. I, I am. I, I get it. So as I'm writing it, I'm like, nope, nope, nope. That's not the right sentence. And then I sit there and I'm like, well, really that's know? it's very. And I can spend half an hour just trying to write a sentence. It's very interesting. You have this exact same problem that one of my TV writer friends have. <laughs> and um, it's, it, it, it's, it's painful to watch him work because of how much pain he is creating. <laughs> it is a painful experience and, all and, around. And, and, what's, and what's funny is, I mean, as, as, as I've said to him, you know, when he's in it, I've said, look, I, it is painful for me to watch it. I can't imagine how painful it is for you to be in it. Like, mm. it is I not, wish that I could just be one of those people to, outline out the story and then be like boom 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 here's the the rough draft and then like you know then have to deal with the editing i, I didn't Wish start i didn't start out that that i was way. that person I, I did not start out that way i eventually got there um i kind of pushed back on all that stuff but all, what helped what helped me the most was not from a writing standpoint but i was obsessively compulsively editing a video once right and um my teacher said, Roger, what are you doing? And I said, uh, you know, I'm editing this. And he says, I see that, but what are you doing? I said, well, I got to get it perfect. And, you know, without skipping, I was 16, 17, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and he was just this great guy. It's really, he, he could tell. And he said, okay, okay. So, well, why do you got to get it perfect? And I said, because I'm a perfectionist, right? Oh, you know, 17, like I said. And um, he goes, oh, oh, okay. Um, what are you perfect at? And in that moment, he broke me of it, right? <laughs> it just went away. <laughs> <laughs> and I stopped editing that. Now, that film went on to win the Ohio Film Festival. Uh, 
but it was funny because the greatest gift of that film was not winning the film festival. It was having somebody break up my perfectionism. Um, and it really, it, it, I, I tell that story whenever. Isn't it annoying when people teach you things? It is. I mean, especially it's so when annoying. You, especially, <laughs> well, it's annoying, especially when they teach you something that you know is going to make your life better. Yeah. Like you, and in, you, in the back of your mind, you know it anyway. It's like, yes. you know you're being neurotic. You know that yeah. it would be easier on your life if you could do this. But you still do it anyway. And then someone's like, why don't you just do it this way? And you're like damn it yeah <laughs> that's why we, that's why creative that's why creative people curse a lot lot you're nice saying oh. damn it i usually use the f word when that situation well i wasn't i wasn't sure how how, how i was allowed to speak so i'm you trying can to do whatever you want it's a, it's a free country um <laughs> oh, you, is it a free country where you are <laughs> it's a free country everywhere that's what everybody okay. tells everybody it's free everywhere uh, <laughs> you can have any country you want um <laughs> Woohoo. No, I mean, I think, I think you're right. Denmark. Well, yeah, yeah, go visit it and get back to me on that. Um, (laughs) I'm sure it's beautiful. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it is too. Um, No, I've been there. It's an interesting country. (laughs) It's not a lot of people. So, you know, things can. I like that idea. Yeah. Well, there you go. I like that about it. (laughs) Yeah. That's right. I mean, there's a reason I want to go to antarctica so So. what would you want the people that have made it this far into the podcast and they do i've seen the data i see how long they listen it's crazy i often i tell them in the beginning do not listen to this podcast and they listen to it they are just they know people don't listen they are defiant they're just defiant (laughs) what would you want them to take away from listening to this podcast about creativity Uh. To just get out there and, I don't know, embrace whatever it is that, you know, sings to your heart. Just whatever creative thing that you do or feel like you do, just do it. Just who cares what anybody else thinks? Who cares what, if someone's going to like it or not? If it makes you happy, do it. That is really powerful. And and I'm going to have you repeat that again to see if you can get it almost exactly the same. I want you to say that again. Cause that was, that came out great. I want to see what happens in the rewrite. If you can remember it. So say that again. <laughs> I've already forgotten it. Yes. <laughs> see, writing is rewriting. That's what I want everybody to remember. <laughs> see, no. you, know, you talked about the heart. It, it really is. about. Uh, it does. Come it's, from the heart. It comes from the heart. Yeah. Creativity is your soul. It's your yep. heart. It's not your brain. That's right. That's a um, PowerPoint presentation. You are correct. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's it's about what makes you happy. It's it's not about what makes anybody else happy. Sure, if it if you sell a book and they like the book, then they buy more books. Sure, that makes them happy. That makes you happy. But really, I mean, creativity is just about what makes you happy. Don't don't worry about what anybody else thinks. That's a very just, good point. What? Who cares what they think? Fuck them. There you go. I was, I was Here, see, even better I, I than the last were, one. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> so yeah, you rewrote, it with some, you rewrote it with some angst. Well, <laughs> thanks for coming on the show. I had a blast, and it's so great to have you. Thanks for asking. Of course.